Warning, this episode contains mature language, odd situations, espers, fraternal twins, cheerleaders, bunny costumes, choreographed dance numbers, and Harari Suzumiya. If you don't listen to your brigade leader, penalty! Listener discretion is advised. Penalty! The Melancholy of Izumi Konata. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, and as you can tell by that lovely voice that did the warning, who's with me today but... Bell-chan. Hey, Bell, how you doing today? Hello, how are you doing this fine day? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you for being back on the show. I know I had to bribe you with those apple cider donuts, but I think <laughs> that worked pretty well. What? No? You didn't like the apple cider donuts? Ain't a little bit? See, I'm addicted to them. But Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I know you like them, and I just they were kind of expensive just a little bit, but, eh, well. Ah, so for those of you who are returning, thank you for coming back, and for those of you who are listening for the first time, welcome. Spyrokin's is a site that provides information and reviews about manga. Pretty much what happens is every episode I review one or two manga, depending on the situation, and or if I have a guest host like I do today, and we'll tell you what the book's about, that way you can go to the bookstore and make an informed decision on if it's worth buying or not. You don't have to listen to anything we say, but sometimes it helps, and sometimes we just kind of make no sense and just blarg. Right? Just a little bit? No? Okay. I don't know what to say to that. Yes, I know. I ramble on and on. Go, blah, 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 right? Just I go, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah, so there's nothing new in the land of Spyrokin except my Xbox died! The three rings of death! I know. I know. But it's not fair! It's not fair! Don't, don't worry. It'll be okay one day. Yes, I have to send it back to Microsoft and pay $90 to get a new Xbox. Or something like that. I don't know. (sighs) Oh, fuck. I'm sad. I liked it. I really did, you know? I was having fun with my Xbox. It was a gift from a very important person. And I don't know, you know? Just, I don't know. Aw, it's just sad. I know. The memories. The memories. I know, but this means I can't play Indiana Jones now. And you can't play it either. Or your other game, Katamari Daigojuno. The la 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 la. Why do you like that game so much? Uh, well, I like the new version better than the old version, which is in the PlayStation. And mm-hmm. it's really hard to beat. I don't know, it's just fun, like picking up random stuff. And oh, like. Really cute and funny. Like the guy who starts shooting you and he goes, la! I just think it's funny that the people are look like little stick figures. Yeah, well, you just pick them up with a large ball. Oh, what about the vomiting king? He's like, bleh. 
he doesn't. Does he go bl No, what else? He, what is wrong with the king? He's like, I don't remember what happened. I know I had fun. And I destroyed all the stars, you little prince. So you have to take care of my mess. I mean, would you do that to your son? Would you be like, okay, son, I got drunk and I crashed and destroyed the house. You have to build it back for me. I'm going to go sleep in the kitchen. <laughs> Why doesn't he go and try to fix the stars? I don't know. I don't know. And he looks gay. Could you see him with the big bulge and he's just like, Hey, look at me. I am king of everything. And you are the little blue prince who looks odd. Or is he green? What color is the prince? I don't remember. I think he's green and very tiny. Yes. <laughs> you had to admit you had fun with the, the, one, the one level in the PS2 one, the one with the crabs. Oh, yeah, where you're picking up... Oh, look, look. <laughs> Those crabs. That just sounds. Wait, that just sounds really wrong right there. I think I should edit that out because that sounds really, really bad on so many levels. It's a shame it did not. If you think about this 100 years ago, that sentence would not have sounded bad at all. Mm -hmm. Now it's. Okay, I'm taking a whole, aren't I? Yeah, and I think you're going totally off topic. So let's get back on topic, okay? Should I get back on topic? But come on, it's fun to talk about. Well, this isn't a video game podcast, so I think you're right. I think, yeah. So. As you can guess, this is a manga podcast, so we discuss manga. And usually we give a little bit about news, and, well, there's not much news going out there. Well, there is, but it's nothing really big. The big thing is the fact that Tokyo Pop has lost its license for Initial D and a bunch of other mangas. Well, what do we expect? Tokyo Pop decided when they first came out, it was a beautiful company that released all this stuff. They said, we're going to release manga in its correct format to everybody and release things like GTO and Boys B and Gravitation and this spread the wealth and knowledge and love that manga would have. But what happened? Let's release other things too. Let's release things like Courtney Love's manga and Britney Spears manga and Avril Lavigne or Levine or how do you pronounce her name? Levine. Levine's manga. And let's release manga based on The Muppet and manga based on Toy Story. And let's overflood the market completely. <laughs> it's all about the money making machine. Yes, and they've completely overflooded the market, and now a lot of people don't want to read manga because of that. So they've decided to sell all their manga rights away. Good thing Yen Press picked a couple of things, and Initial D was picked up by Viz. Even though I hate that manga badly. It's even called Selling Out. Yes, it is. And don't ask why I bought those, those Initial D DVDs. It's not my fault. It's not my fault that it's got good music, but I hate the manga. But we have to review it eventually, one day, maybe. I don't know. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. I think you like every manga. And That's not ways. true. Yeah. That's not true. In one way or another, I think you... I can name seven mangas I despise right now. Okay, but let's let's get back on topic. <laughs> I know. You don't want me to go back on another rant because it's been seven minutes, give or take, or something. So, okay. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review... Well, I spun the wheel of manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga. And since Bell-Chan has been also reading a manga, and a light <laughs> novel, I felt that it'd be interesting to have both mangas in this episode. So, without further ado, because we'll do it in sort of chronological order, Bell-Chan will be reviewing a very interesting manga, which is connected to my manga, which I haven't revealed the title of yet, because I'm being strange and asinine at the same time. But, so... Belchan, what will you be reviewing for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review? 
The um the manga I'll be reviewing is called The Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya. And suddenly all of our listeners just went either Oh god no or <laughs> yes. Oh god. Mel- the melancholy of Haruki Susumiya. And, uh, yes. well, so melancholy. So I'll pretend I don't know anything about melancholy of Haruki Susumiya, so. Okay, um, well, it's a series of light novels written by Naguru Tanigawa. Not to be confused with the graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, there's, a, there's two graphic novels and an anime series. And you're reviewing the novel and one of the mangas? I read the novel, reviewing one of the no- mangas. The thing with the, the manga and the novel is that the manga, it's, it's exactly, well, it's similar. Except in the manga, a lot of the, the scenes are sort of like mixed up. So the events take place in a different order than how it would in the... Yes. In the... In the yeah. So it's in Haruhi Susur Eat Mia order. It's in just random, whatever the hell happens. Yeah. It's like... Or I take the order, throw it everywhere. I think that kind of works, sort of. Yes. And it's released in the United States, right? Yes, yes. It's re- released in the United States by Yen Press. Ah, Yen Press. Lovely company. Very odd. And they released the book, too, or something. Yes. It's, it's original. It's a shonen. And its original run is from November 2005 and is ongoing. Okay. And what would be the classification? It's a shonen, but what is it? Is it a... Uh, Adventure? Is it a romance? Is it a horror manga with blood and guts? It's, it's comedy, science fantasy. Okay, that's kind of cool. And what is so... I'll pretend I don't know anything about Haruhi Susumiya, and so you guys know. And what is, well, Haruhi Susumiya about, exactly? Okay. Well, Haruhi Susumiya is sort of the main character of the manga. Well, kind of obviously, because it is the melancholy of Harvey Susumiya. Although, it's from the point of view of Kion, who is a student at North High, which is a school that Harvey and Kion both go to. And he's, this is his first year at the high school, and this is where he first meets Harvey. And Kion, you know, he just sort of appears. He's just like a guy who's like, He's kind of interested in Harui, you know, wondering, like, who is this girl? Like, this very odd girl. She comes in. She's very pretty, he thinks, but she's, like, really weird. Like, how so weird? Well, he sees her come into school, and she's, like, always angry. And in the first day of school, the students introduce themselves to the class, and they go to Harui. And Harui says, um, hi, I'm Harui Suzumiya. If any of you guys are creatures from outer space, or from the future, or from another world, or have supernatural powers, step forward. So this girl is sort of looking for something extraordinary or out of this world because she's kind of bored with the everyday life. Kyan sees her every day, you know, and notices these little things about her, like on Monday she'll wear one pigtail, the next day she'll have her hair in like two pigtails, and third day, it's like three pigtails and so on and so forth. So he goes up to her and asks her, Why are you wearing your hair like that? And she says, The aliens! Ah, so she's looking for aliens and crazy people. And does she do... So she's looking for aliens and time travelers and other things. Does she do anything else weird? Is there something wrong with her? Well, she's really antisocial. Doesn't have a lot of friends. A friend of Kaya says that Harui hasn't had a a relationship more than one week, so she usually goes from guy to guy and dates him, and she says, 
she tells Kayam that, yeah, all these guys are just ordinary. They, they always want to just go to a movie and get something to eat, and it's it's boring and ordinary, and I, I want something extraordinarily, at least date like an alien or something. So he explains to her, and then Hari has this idea. One day she just grabs Kayam and says, we're just going to set up this club, this really cool club called SOS Brigade which is called Spreading Excitement All Over the World with Harui Suzumiya Brigade. Wait, 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 Go back, 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 back. So, you're telling me that it's called the SOS, it's it's short for the SOS Brigade, but it is the spreading excitement all over the world? How the, how the fuck do you get SOS from that? It's her own, um... Interpretation. Okay. Doesn't have to make any sense. So she's the only person in the club with him, I'm assuming. Okay, it starts off with Hari and Kion, and then um, she she initiates um, other members. Like her first, she recruits three other members. One is a believable Yuki Nagato, who doesn't say like a lot when. Um, Kayan meets her, she thinks that she's sort of like quiet and just sort of just reads her books, so she's sort of in the club. The the next member is Mikuru Asahina. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting about Mikuru is she, she's very pretty, and Kaya notices that first time she's recruited, Harui her just grabs her with her and she says, We need we need her for sexual appeal. And, and he, she starts squeezing Asahina's breasts. So she molests her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like this so far. And Asahina is sort of, poor Asahina is just like, no, you know. Harui also, um, she gets Asahina as a sexual appeal and dresses, she dresses her up in these weird costumes like a bunny and another costume she dresses up for is, is a, a maid. It's just, in the manga, it's interesting to um, see. So let's say she's well endowed for a. Yeah, yes. we'd assume that, and then... And then, then another member comes in, his name is Isuku Koizumi, and and he's a new student mm -hmm. who com comes to the club, and he's just sort of, he's this really nice guy, and how are we just, just like, oh, we'll just recruit him because he's, he's new and he might be interesting, you know. So the whole uh, premise of the club is that Harui is trying to find out about some supernatural things such as like aliens, espers, because she, she thinks it would be really cool if these things actually existed. She's trying to find something exciting in her life. Now Kion, um, I'm not sure, but he's kind of like a love interest, kind of not, kind of platonic, but maybe becomes a love interest. I, don't, I haven't read farther. So Kion pretty much is, well he's just the narrator you said. He's... Yeah, he's a narrator, but he's like sort of in the middle of this whole thing. And he finds out, first, he finds out that Yuki, who is the bibliophile, the quiet one with the glasses, is an alien. She she sort of like takes him out on se as a secret, and she says, you know, I'm, I'm an alien and an interface. A oh. computer interface, so she is created by the data overmind, whose responsibilities involve monitoring Harui and the investigation of the unexplained explosion of data three years prior to the present story. So she's sort of investigating why this is happening, and she thinks that something is like with Harui, yeah, because okay. she she thinks that Harui has like these special powers. And um, and so Kai is just wondering like, well, what's going on? You know, this is really weird. 
and, um, and then he finds out that Mikiro, Mikiro Asahina is a time traveler from the future and she tells him that that she can travel to any point in time three years before the present story but not any time bef before or after that because um, there's sort of like a block that Harui created without herself knowing. So wait, 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 wait. So, okay, so apparently everyone says three years ago something happened. Yes. And because of this girl, Harui, they think she's the problem. Yeah. So it's it's not really determined what Harui is, but she, she has like these sort of like godlike powers, like the, the power to maybe change the future or you know, or create sort of a reality. But Harui herself doesn't even know that she's doing this. She just thinks, oh, I'm just a regular girl. And there's nothing, it's boring. My life is boring. It's pointless. That's kind of interesting because, yeah. okay, so the whole thing is that she thinks that life is boring, everything's stupid, yet she is the most interesting thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and there are the things that she cares about is, yeah. is around her. And so, oh, so she's just someone with power and she just yeah. doesn't know how to use it and... How come Kyan can't go, hey, let me tell you, hey, you have powers. You could do all this stuff. You could make the world do this and that. Well, he doesn't tell her because his friends, the people in the clubs, tell him not to tell her because if she knew about it, then sort of it would affect the future and things might become worse. Or she might misuse the power. Or they, they just don't know what's going to happen. So it's better that she doesn't know. So they're her caretakers. and Yes. So what they have to do is try to keep Harui happy. What happens if she's not happy? Because if she if she somehow doesn't, you know, like maybe wants to end the world or is not happy, then she has the power to do so. Hmm. So basically, she doesn't know it, but whatever she says um, has to happen. And so she gets... So let's give an example. So she gets... So... Her power, she doesn't know how to use it, and it's keyed to her. So if she gets mad, something will happen. So they want to keep her kind of like, everything's fine, everything's fine, don't make her mad. Sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. It really does. And it was really interesting. I just have to mention in the in the, in the the graphic novel, mm -hmm. uh, when I read it, there was this whole scene where um, Kion and Harui are sort of in a dream together. Mm-hmm. And there's these huge monsters, like, destroying everything. And Harui and Kayan sort of run off together, and, like, Kayan is telling Harui, you know, to wake up. He's sort of like like the rock, like, sort of someone who's encouraging Harui. Mm -hmm. And when he wakes up, um, Yuki tells him that the world didn't exist for, like, one hour, or they disappeared for, like, an hour. Ah. Which could have been catastrophic, but he woke her up, and... So it's just... <laughs> wait, 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 so... But that's weird because the fact is that... You said she kind of froze the world, got rid of everything, and they said, oh, the world didn't exist, but he exists. There is some suspicion that Harui created Kion and, um... You know, to be her friend and... So yeah. he's like her... He's her love interest, but he, he has his own will, almost. It's like he's yeah, destined yeah. to be with her but he doesn't know it and yeah Kayan sort of has like he has his crush on Asahina 
but he knows if they get together, then Harui will just lose it, maybe, or get angry, so he can't really pursue his relationship with Asahina, even though he really likes her. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. By the way, um, I also forgot to mention about Kazumi. Um, Kazumi is an esper who um, suddenly acquired the power to explore closed, closed spaces and combat the Celestials three years prior to the present story. Um, so... So everyone has an ability except Kion? That's yeah. bullshit. That really is. It's really, it's really weird. I don't know if he develops ability, but he does sort of have an ability. He has the ability to influence Harui. So maybe he's just... He could do a lot of bad his... things with that. He could just be like... Could you imagine if a million dollars fell out of that tree right now? <laughs> or could you imagine if this happened? That'd be cool. And then, so, so you said okay. So the one character is a alien, and she reads books. Yes. And the, so, how come the time traveler doesn't know what's gonna happen? The, the second one, the Asahina. You said she's a time traveler. How come she can't tell him? Okay, you have to do this in order to make things better. Well, because Harui is sort of in, un, unstable, and she doesn't really know what's going to happen, because she, she can change the the uh, face of time. Oh, okay. So then, but that would ruin her existing, to, uh, well, time travel. Yeah. So, what do you think about the art style, and just in general? What do you think about it, the story and concept in general? Did you like it? You hated it? You know, I really, really... Really, 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 really like this manga. So you really like this? <laughs> yeah, manga? I I read the novel first, and I just thought it was like so. I thought it was so interesting, like a new kind of, you know, twist. And is you know, I I haven't really read anything like it before. Mm -hmm. And I thought Harui's character was just really funny. She sounds like a brat and yeah. bossy. Yeah. <laughs> and what is the penalty? Define the penalty. <laughs> Because you said before, penalty. Oh, yeah. she She's like she's sort of like her own dictator, if you think about it. She's like the dictator of this little club. And she'll, she'll say, penalty, if, like, you know, you do something wrong. Like, if you, um, I don't know, are late for a meeting, she'll say, penalty, you know. You have to pay for everyone's lunch or whatever. That's cruel and mean and... She is a brat. But if she <laughs> says penalty, it doesn't mean she's going to blow up the world. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought was going to happen. She's like, penalty, your head blows up. No. Penalty. Because she, she doesn't know she has these powers. But think of it, like, if anyone knew that they had these powers, like, to, to sort of twist the universe, think about how much power that person would have. It would be, like, disastrous. So it's better if she doesn't know, you know, better if she doesn't know so... At least everything could exist in harmony. She knew everything would be, like, really weird. And the thing is, um, I also wanted to mention, uh, maybe a reason why there are aliens, espers, time travelers, is because Harui wanted them to be there. Which is what, um, Kion, the other three members were talking about, they said... So I think the reason why everything happens, they exist, is because she exists. Yes, yes. So and because she wanted these aliens, time travelers, espers to exist. So technically, if she wanted, like, a big dinosaur to exist, it would exist. She's, like, practically God or something. <laughs> well, I, uh, that's kind of sacrilegious, but, I mean, I'm talking about in the manga. Well, that's a good... Well, it seems like it. Uh, so have you seen the Emina yet? 
No, no, I'm. I really wanted to see the anime. I've seen the, the little dance that they do. That's an evil, evil dance. Every time I go somewhere, a con, a Sakura festival, they're doing that stupid dance. And no, I won't do it. Ever. I still must. I still have to learn that dance. <laughs> yeah. So you really enjoy this. So on the one to five scale, one being. Take it to a priest, purify it, and then burn it and piss on the ashes, or up to really, really, really fucking cool. What would you give this? Uh, I would give it a five. Really, 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 uh, really freaking cool. <laughs> if your soul will phrase, your brain will breeze out, and your soul will be forfeited to the great zone, will yes. Gustar, uh, Halo Palazzo. Yes. So, you, so that's cool. So, you like it a lot, and. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. It's like an, an interesting premise, and. I think it's, it's just a really cool manga. You know? Would you collect the novel and manga? Yes, I have the first one. And um, the art style is just really... It flows well with the manga. Like Very and nice drawing style. Uh-huh. Bright colors. Have you seen any of the Dojinshi for this yet? No? Okay. It's good. <laughs> don't even ask me that. <laughs> Why not? I don't look at that stuff. Okay. Unlike... No! Don't... <laughs> Okay, I'm just joking. All right, okay, okay. All right, Edit! So <laughs> I won't edit that out. I'll keep that in. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Now, what would you give it? Um, honestly, well, I haven't read the whole manga or the novel, so I can't really say. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it here and there, and I've watched the dance a lot of times, and I just see some of the things just kind of perplexing. Like, she went into a like a classroom and just stole a computer that was just laying there and I'm just like how the hell did she get away with that she just walks in grabs a computer and they're fighting with her and she gets it out what what did she do you know I have to say that um I kind of enjoyed the the novel better than the manga maybe because it kind of flew fl- flowed better because I was reading it but um I, I really like the the novel a lot because it, it's it, it sort of went into a lot more Mm-hmm. The manga, I think, in the manga, but the manga, the drawing style is very nice. But I just like the no- I I kind of went with the novel. Okay, that's, that's my opinion. That's understandable. Yes. Would you buy the anime series? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I'm not really sure if I like the novel. Uh, between the novel, the manga, and the anime series, I don't know which one I like better. So I'm gonna. They try just said you like the novel better, so you kind of just. Yeah, but I haven't seen the anime series, so hmm, I might sure. like the anime series and. Or the second series or the second novel, because mm-hmm. like supposedly like thirty novels or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Either way, so <laughs> you done with your your review, or we can yes. go longer. No, you sure you don't want to talk anymore? We could talk about a lot of things in the series, or we could break down. Okay, you give me that look like saying I'm done. Stop it. Thank you very much for reviewing this. I appreciate <laughs> Thank you. this. I'm sorry for making you do this. I know you like the series. I just wanted to. Either way, so yeah, big fan. So. Now on to what I reviewed. If you remember from the last episode of the Spyrocom Manga Review, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing an interesting series, an odd series, a very peculiar series which has an interesting TV series, which has a choreographed dance in it also like Haruhi Susumiya. And what am I speaking about? I'm speaking about Lucky Star, or Lucky Star, which was uh, originally uh, Yonkomi, if you remember all the way back from v- episode 2, I did a Yonkomi, which was called Azumanga Daio, which is these four panel comic strips that they release, and that's what Lucky Star is. And it was originally written by Kagami Yoshimitsu, and was published by Kodakawa Shoten, 
and it was released in America by Bandai Entertainment. So, it has Gundam references. Well, actually, this has references to every manga and anime possible! And it also has a video game, an anime series, and it is a comedy slice of life shown in there. Six volumes, it's still apparently coming out. And unlike with Azumanga Daio, where it was, okay, it's just gonna be a bunch of shorts that are four panel strips, and then it's just kinda, they kinda fit together, but not really, until you have the big bonus issues, which is gonna be just one story. It's generally their own little standalones. This one, it's a little different where they actually have, with each section, they actually all correspond to a little story. But it's like, okay, day one, you see this part of the story. Day two, this part of the story. Day three, this part of the story. And, well, what is Lucky Star about? Well, Lucky Star is about, it's about several girls who go to a Japanese high school that's called Ryu, and it's just the crap that happens to them. That's it. It's very Azumanga Daioish, except Unlike Azumanga Daya, where you had Tomo and Chiyo-chan and Osaka, these are a completely different set of insane people. You have a teacher that does hang out with them, and she actually is one of the character's friends on his, her MMO party. They play video games together, and they're playing, they're playing the video game, and she suddenly gets an IM saying, Hey, did you do your homework? No. Get off the computer and start doing your homework. That's kind of funny. And so let's get into some of the characters. Now, first character, the main character in my opinion, of these group of girls who are in this school, is Konata Izumi. Now, Konata is interesting because one, she's the shortest out of all. Well, not Chiyo short, but she's just a little shorter, but two, she's a huge otaku. I mean, she plays video games. She watches anime, a lot of videos online. She plays games online. She works at a cosplay cafe. And to top it off, her father plays etchy games with her, which there's a lot of problems with that. I mean, I mean, I understand if you're, you're a father and you have a son and you say, Hey, son, look at this. This will teach you how to be a man. But showing it to your daughter, that's really fucked up on so many levels. And, well, Konata is also a very athletic person, but she's just kind of out there. Like, for example... In the first chapter, they say, you know, you're really good at sports. You're fast and quick. You should join a sports team. And she's like, I don't think I want to join a sports team. Because it'll interfere with my anime shows, which start at 7. <laughs> you know, like at one point they said, oh no, it's that time of year. And her friend's like, oh, it's sports season. You're going to watch the baseball game? And she's like, in the back of her mind, she's like, nah, that means all my anime is going to be canceled because of the, it's going to go into overtime. Damn it! <laughs> so she's a little crazy and just likes... Well, a lot of stuff, and she's just very out there and just does the strangest and the most unusual things. And she also eats a lot of those cornetta, cornet, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Those weird, it's like an ice cream dish, but it's like a, um, it's like a cone. I have no idea is what... Is that candy? No, it's, it's like a, a pastry, which is shaped like a cone, but it has chocolate in it, and I don't know. Uh, I have no idea what that is. I don't know what it is, but it looks good, and I'd like to try it. Okay. The next two characters you have are Kagami and Tsukasa Hiragi. They're twins, but they're not identical twins, which is kind of different. They're fraternal twins, so they look different. It's not like, we look exactly the same and we're going to be like the kids from The Shining. No, they're actually completely different. Because the one, Kagami, is the older of the two and she is a royal bitch. She's top of her class. Her grades are excellent. She studies really hard. She's the class president. 
and she's in a different class than Tsukasa and Konato, but they hang out all the time. And she constantly is very just kind of like, what's wrong with you, Konata? Why are you doing this? Did you do your homework? Did you do this? And my sister's a moron. And this. And I hate my sister because she's so dull. And what's going on? You're driving me crazy. She's, um, who's the character? She was essentially... Like an Azumanga. Yes, yeah, she's like, um, Yomi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like Yomi to, um, Konata's, um, Tomo, but... Tomo is is more crazy than hyper. Yeah, she's more hyper and crazy than Konata because Konata is just kind of like, whatever, I don't care, I'm doing this, doing that. So she's like the nice one. The other sisters. Sort of like yes, the, nice the other one is the nice one, Sukasa, the younger one. She is Konata's best friend, and she's not good at sports, not good at studying, really good at cooking, which is interesting. And she's very forgetful, and she's very clumsy, and she's kind of airheaded from the manga. You read it, and she kind of just does some kind of stupid things here and there. Like, for example, there's a scene where Kagami is getting ready for school, and she's actually saying, Okay, good. It's time of year. We get to wear the spring outfits. This is going to be really cool, because in Japan, apparently, once it turns spring, you change your uniform. Instead of wearing a long, long sleeve shirt, long skirt, you wear a different type of costume. Spring colors. Yeah, not spring colors, but spring, you know. And she's thinking, oh, well, Konata's going to forget again. She's not going to remember to wear the costume. And she's gonna, not going to laugh at her and make fun of her. Because there's always someone in the class who forgets. And then you see Tsukasa open the door. Guess what? She's wearing the winter clothes. And it's like, oh. There's always one in the classroom. Oh, boy. And she feels bad because it's her sister doing it. It's kind of depressing. But, oh, well. And the next main character from this show is Miyuki Takara. Now, Miyuki is typical bespectacled girl, tallest girl, long hair, very wealthy, very nice and polite. And one of the running gags is they constantly say there's something wrong with her. Like, oh, she can't do this, but she's so cute. And What is uh, it when you call cute? And... Um, she's not moe. I mean, oh, you could okay. say she's moe, but she's just kind of more like, she's pretty much misexposition. If they say something, she'll explain it completely. And she has some weird little flaws that they find cute and odd. They say, oh, she has so many flaws. It's so cute. She's like an anime character. <laughs> like, she doesn't want to get glasses because she thinks she doesn't want contacts in her eyes. And, you know what I mean? She doesn't want contacts because so she wears the glasses. And then they see her kind of looking in the thing. She's going to go get the contacts. And then they see her and she's like, oh, no, and runs away. <laughs> and then later on, she's freaking out about the dentist. And Konata has never been to the dentist before, and she explains in some horrific way, and then you see just Konata's image of the dentist, this giant man with drill arms drilling into the thing. And then when she goes to the dentist, she's Miyuki's freaking out. She's like, oh no, I don't want to go to the dentist again. That's the thing which sucks. I went to the dentist, and I have to go again to get my teeth done. So, she's kind of afraid of that. Um, some of the other characters you have, you have, of course the evil teacher who is uh nanako and she's just blonde hair and she's more their friend she has a very relaxed personality does some kind of stupid things when they return from their spring vacation she's like okay it's time for you to stop slacking off school started and you see that all students are looking at her like she's crazy because they're dressed nicely and she looks like she just fell out of bed her hair is all strangled up and her eyes are bloodshot so she kind of reminds you of um from azumanga the teacher yeah, not like, uh, what's, uh, I, I forgot her name. <laughs> yes. My brain is stopped. I don't remember 
the teacher's name from the... Uh, I'll remember in 25 minutes. But, other big character you have is, of course, Yui Narimi. Now, Yui Narimi is Konada's cousin. Now, she's a police officer, and you see her walking around, and she's just kind of there just to be the friend. She's a klutz. She just got married. They make that reference a lot. like, And she's essentially just more the straight person to Nanako's insanity, but there's some funny sequences with her, like, there's a scene when they take the girls to the beach. And they're all on the beach. And Nanako is sitting next to Yui and says, It's just going to be us single girls looking out for some guys. Because it's kind of depressing. And Yui's thinking, I just got married. I just came here because my husband's at a convention. <laughs> and then another thing is that Yui's supposed to be an excellent driver. And they go to some place. And Yui's like, I'm a good driver. I'm a traffic police officer. I have to make sure everything's okay. And I follow the laws. And she looks all nice and happy. Then you just see her face just turn stone angry. It's like, that guy cut me off. He will die. <laughs> and then Konata's like, yeah, when she drives, she becomes a violent maniac. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of slice of life shorts going through school. And it's very unusual. It's funny. They cover the basic things. Like they have them going to school, them relaxing, them buying video games. Konata just rambling about different anime and different various things. Would you say that it's um, it's it's a major spoof of sort of like uh, Azumanga? Um, Azumanga. Similar like characters. No, they're both slice of life. They're all just about the characters and about them going through life, and it's pretty interesting to view this. And again, this is a shonen. It's for guys. It's not for girls. It's like it's designed for moe characters. It's you know you like them because they're cute and all this mm -hmm. other stuff, and. Two of the interesting things about this series. Now, first off, if you watch the anime, Konata is voiced by Aya Hirano. Now, who is Aya Hirano? She is a singer who sang God Knows and Hari Hari Yuki on Haruhi Susumiya. She's also the voice of Haruhi Susumiya. Yep. So, but she has a very different voice when she's speaking as Konata. But the interesting thing is that there's a lot of little running gags in the anime about that. Like, for example... You never see in the manga where Konata works. You just know she works at a cosplay cafe. In the anime, you see, of course, they go to the cosplay cafe, and Konata is dressed up as... Haruhisu. Again, and she completely just... You hear her talking in the Haruhi voice, saying all the statements that Haruhi would say, including, if you don't listen, you're going to get a penalty. A penalty! Your brigade leader tells you to. Exactly. She's like that. And she's just very odd. And also in another episode later on, Konata actually goes to see Aya Hirano in concert. <laughs> so, it's like, this is my favorite voice actor and singer. And you're like, right, you're yourself. And okay. Very unusual. Now, I could go on and on about how interesting this series is and how perplexing it is. But you have to watch it for yourself. It is interesting, it's short, and it's got some very interesting music to it. For example, at the end of every episode, if you watch the anime, all the open-ending credits are all basically the main characters doing karaoke to other anime songs. No, I'm dead serious. Like, besides God Knows and Hari Hari Yukai, they have the ending credits to, well, if you've ever seen Fist of the North Star, that ending's in there. You have the Monkey Magic ending. There's a lot of endings. But, either way. 
pretty interesting series. It's very simplistic. It's very similar to Azumanga Daya. If you liked Azumanga Dan, you like that Yonkomi style where it's just kind of like reading a Sunday comic or Sunday funny, however you want to say it. If you just like reading something which is being quick, lighthearted, and it'll make you laugh, this is for you. The manga itself is pretty big. You get a nice little chunk, just like with Azumanga Dao. And it's very similar to Azumanga Dao. So you might like this, you might not. But it's worth checking out. Anime, not to, so sure. Haven't watched the anime too much. I've been watching clips online. I've been laughing my ass off because they have so many little references and gags here and there. And they expound upon certain things by mixing it. Like, one of the scenes in the manga early on is they explain how... Tsukasa and Konata met. What happened was that Tsukasa was walking down the street and this weird foreigner appeared and Konata beat the shit out of him because he was arguing with her and Konata, uh, Tsukasa was like, well, I think he was asking me directions in another language, but I don't know. And in the anime, if you watch it, you see that the person who she attacked was Guile from Street Fighter. And you see her doing, I do the hurricane kick. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and do a dragon punch and I took him out and he did a sonic boom so it's like right so they emphasize more on her being insane and they just show all these little gags here and there so either way so what can I say about this series except it's very moe very cute very odd you know what I like hmm. about one thing I really like about the series is that the dance the two dances Oh, the, the the dance from the opening, which has no precedence whatsoever in the manga, but that dance which everyone does, which is the, <laughs> the, the Lucky Star dance, which the reason why that came about was because of the fact that the director from the first four episodes of Lucky Star, Yutaka Yamamoto, was also a director from Haruhi Susumiya, and he will be known in infamy for creating these horrible dances. And some of his other horrible works, including Generator Gall, which was a horrible anime series. And if we, this was an anime podcast, we'd be talking more about how horrible that is, but we're not. Pretty much interesting series, enjoyable, fun, a little overdone. I'm not going to lie, it's a little overdone. Because, of course, like I just said, it's kind of just... Bleh. It's just a re revisitation of... All these... All these mangas. No, no, revisitation of the Yonkomi style. It's just, it's kind of, it's been done. It's, okay, we're going to follow a bunch of girls around school. It's different, but it's very reminiscent. And for that reason, I have to give it a... Borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky, which someone just yeah. said was my most favorite rating to give, which is four out of five. And, yeah, I'm not going to lie, I use it a lot. Because it's not bad, it's just, it could be better. Always could be better. The thing which, it's just, it's the plot's been done for, but it's still enjoyable, it's still worth getting. And it's just a little out there. I mean, you don't have to have it, but it's enjoyable to have. If you have Azumanga, you might not need this, but if you want to have the ultimate collection of Moe stuff, you have to get both. So yeah, I mean, that's about it for this manga. I can't really say much more. So, what else? What else? Oh yes, of course, I have to give some of the contact information. I can't remember. If you want to check us out, you can check us out at spirekin.podbean.com. I'm thinking about changing it to a actual spirekin.com. Debating about that. Just putting my money there instead of somewhere else, but we'll see how that works out. But like I said, spirekin.podbean.com. You can check us out on Twitter under spirekin. You can email me, spirekin at gmail.com or zan.spirekin at gmail.com. And also, I am also on Facebook, Spark and Manga Review. And if you remember from a certain episode I revealed my real name, you can look me up there. But I'm not going to tell you it again. I only said once. 
Well, you're gonna reveal my name once. Once. That's it. No more. Finished. Did you reveal your whole name or just? Yes, I revealed the whole name. And what episode that was in? I'm not gonna reveal. You have to look for it. I'm not gonna spoil that. So anyway. Also, we have the contest going on. The win by volumes of Dragon Ball, the first manga in the original format, which was originally released by Viz, which cost me $15 a piece. And in order to get that, you have to answer me three questions and send it by October 7th, because I extended the date, if you remember. So, the questions are, number one, what is your name? (laughs) That again, what is your name? Full name, and not your tag, your actual name. Two, what is your favorite podcast? Again, what is your favorite podcast? And then finally, the third question. Who is your favorite anime, manga, or video game character, and why? Again, favorite anime character, and why? And it can't be a one sentence saying, I like this character because he eats cheese, or... I like Haruhi Susumiya because she says penalty. Or I like Asahina because she has big boobs. Or I like Konata because she's a cosplayer. You have to give me a legitimate reason why you like the character. At least two sentences. It's got to be long enough where everything makes sense and works and blah. You can also call, call us and leave your answer on either the email, sparkin.gmail.com, or you can... Call us at 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK. And I think, well, that's it for this episode. I think that's it. Oh, wait. No, there's one thing that we're forgetting. I can't forget. It's the part everyone's been waiting for. For the one, the only... Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune which has ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned ten mangas to each slot. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number lands on, that's what's going to be the manga for the next episode of the Spyrokin Manga Review. So, let me spin the Wheel of Manga to see what it's going to be. Number four. And number four, according to my list is going to be Love Selection, and that's for episode 69, a very special episode. A very interesting episode. Yes, it is very interesting. No, it will be an interesting episode, a very, it's got to be one of those episodes which many people will either remember or they won't tune into. Just remember, if you are, well, under a certain age, I would not recommend listening to that episode. Which means I'm probably going to have all my listeners listen to that episode in front of their parents, and I'm going to get in trouble for it. We have many guest hosts for that episode. Four guest hosts, in fact, we have. Coming to us is going to be one, the very interesting Fightbait, a.k.a. John Paul from Fightbait.com. Next we have, well, one of the Animentors is going to be showing up. And then, the mystery guest... Of course, someone from an old episode who hasn't been on for quite some time. You'll have to wait until the next episode to see who it is. So, I think that's it for this episode of Spark and Manga Review. Thanks a lot, Belle. I really appreciate it. I thank you for coming You're this welcome. episode. I really do appreciate it. I was really, really glad, and I want to thank you and everyone listening. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so 
I'd like to also thank the listeners. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to this show and keeping me going. At times I've been, part of me is like, ah, why should I do this? But then I get an email from one of you guys and it really perks my spirit. I get a message on Twitter and it just makes you like, yeah, I should keep doing this because I got another person who likes me. And I'm going to keep going, keep trying, keep messing with it, keep working at it. So email me with any questions, comments, concerns, and well, thanks a lot for listening. And as usual, this is the Spark and Mong Review. This is Belcha. And this is your host, Zah. Thanks for listening, and we are going to do this.